Welcome to the Euphoria Show. I'm not going to call it a podcast anymore for whatever reason, but I have here with me a very special guest, and uh, the special guest goes by the name of Bases Pazas. I guess the white version of Bases would be Pazas. Do you ever get that name a lot? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I get like, a lot of Pazes as well. Pazes. Uh, yeah, for some reason. Uh, but yeah, it's actually pauses. Pauses. And is, does, is that a word? Does that mean anything? Yeah, uh, it's actually, it's the plural of peace in Portuguese. And uh, as you might imagine, it really doesn't, you know, like grammatically doesn't have much of a meaning. Uh, but yeah. uh, it is, it, it just, it's just used in a certain sort of context, context and like make peace i just wanted something that didn't really make sense but kind of also did so yeah i, I don't know I, I i don't take you as a hippie would you consider yourself to be a hippie no i try not to be really hard so I, yeah, yeah hopefully not i mean maybe the hair might give it away but uh yeah it's true you know, yeah but process means peace for some reason i was thinking like i don't know how much spanish you know but I know you did spend some time in Spain. I was thinking it was like passage, like paseos, kind of. But I guess I was wrong on that. Um, yeah, no, that actually makes sense. But yeah, no, it just, I just, I don't know if that actually exists in, in Spanish. Actually, I, I've, it probably does because the, there the is only, some, some The only sort thing of, I know that exists in Spain in terms of language is the word vosotros. I never understood that word, but I guess the Spaniards called dibs on that one. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty long, you know, I just, I, I get like, uh, uh, being a native speaker, uh, speaker of Portuguese, I get like the meaning behind it, but I'm just really impressed that they haven't shortened it somehow, you know. It's, a, it, it's, it's fun to say, vosotros, I don't know. It That's true, yeah, that, that might be the reason it makes sense. Uh, I know... I was reading up about you, and I know you spent some time in Spain, and that dealt with the Red Bull Music Academy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the Red Bull Music Academy, but mm -hmm. I, what is it? I, I, wa I want to know what's it like. I, it's not necessarily like a school. It's not like a full-cell university or any yeah. kind of art school. I, I know it has to do yeah. with uh, lecturers, people that are w well versed on the production yeah. side of things. Um, yeah, that, can you what it, what is it all about? What was your experience with Red Bull? Well, uh, the academy basically is uh, sort of uh, an event that occurs usually once a year in in uh, every every year. In, you know, each year it's in a different city in the world. Like last year usually, was Spain, right? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. yeah, that was actually in 2011. There wasn't one last year, uh, and it happened since. Uh, it's been happening since the first. The first one was in 1998, if I'm not mistaken, and it was in Berlin. And yeah, it, it's basically uh, uh, they open like the the application process uh, usually like in the the, the spring, you know, and. Uh, Basically, people from all over the world can like uh, download the the form and uh, answer like fifty questions. And uh, what kind of questions would that be? Like, do you feel well, confident? 
in what you're doing? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there are really all sorts of of questions, like uh, from you know really basic uh, cliche stuff, like uh, what kind of music? How you how would you describe your music? And uh, general info, like you know your full name, like do you study anything? Like what's your day job if you have any? And uh, and it goes from that to like um, when was the last time you cried or like uh, tell us a funny story about that you know something that happened to you or okay. if nothing comes to mind like at least a joke or something so yeah you just uh, you, you even have to draw on some questions and all that so uh, you basically uh, answer all that and uh, make a demo CD and you send that over to uh, to Germany to Cologne where which is where the the headquarters is and uh, uh, after a, a couple of months they just select 60 people uh, from from the applicants and uh, they they divide those up into into groups of 30 and each one of those groups gets to like go to wherever city uh, the academy is happening and participating. How, how, how do they uh, compartmentalize the groups? Is it just based off skill, uh, genre? Yeah, I think they just. Uh, I mean, it's just. It's uh, there are all sort of sort of like uh, musicians, like producers, vocalists, and uh, percussionists, and you know, instrumentalists, and uh, soundtrack composers, and you know, all kinds of even like mix engineers sometimes. So yeah, yeah. they just. I, I guess you just want to make sure you know that they are they are very varied. You know, like there's uh, there are all sorts of. You know, like all the hip hop people are not on the same group, you know, and like all the rock people are not on the the, the same group. So yeah, uh, they so so you go to the to the city and uh, Rebel pays everything, which is one of the best parts. And uh, and you just it, it happens over the course of uh, a month. You know, each group get to be there for like for two weeks, and you know, obviously you've you've met a lot of people there. Like yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was it was actually like uh, my first time even outside Brazil, which is where I was born and raised. So, and, and I had just you know been making music like somewhat seriously for like two years. So yeah, it was just like a, a crazy experience. And uh, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I had no even I had no contact basically with even like any scene uh, here in Brazil and Brasilia to be more specific, which is where I live right now. And because, uh, you know, uh, obviously it doesn't really have a, a very strong electronic music, music scene yet. So, I mean, I was just thrown into that and it was just, it was a great experience. It was, it was kind of crazy. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just like lecturers and, uh, you know, with some some really cool people like we had one with Nile Rogers and you know Tony Visconti uh, Manny Fresh you know so, and all sorts of people and yeah every, everyone loves their Manny Fresh yeah exactly you cannot go wrong with him absolutely uh, and but yeah he DJed on, a, on a, an iPad which was kind of cool and uh, so yeah you just get to uh, other than that you just get to be in the studio with the other participants and you know the lecturers and you know you play shows there's kind of like a, a two week long festival uh, during the night so yeah it's 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 pretty cool okay so, so you obviously got something out of this yeah I did this Red Bull thing uh, you 
I guess before I get into what I was about to ask you, uh, you said you seriously started to make music. Uh, well, it's been two years since you've... I, I want to know at what point did you decide this is, this is what you want to do, music. Uh, you, you feel like you have mm-hmm. the capability of impressing a wide audience. Uh, what, what made you decide that? Was it just the feedback you got from your friends? Is it just this feeling of I'm, I have what it takes. I have that special something. I have something about me, and I have the willpower to do so. And obviously, with that feeling, it led you to do this Red Bull Academy. But mm-hmm. before that opportunity or yeah. that idea even came to mind, mm-hmm. I just want to know how it even all came about. Well, I, uh, I just I had been like. Uh, playing the guitar since I was like 12 and you know writing some music some some songs now now and then and uh in like back in like 2009 I think I I sort of like switched to the to the computer and um got into electronic music which I hadn't really been into uh up to uh, up until then it's a little overwhelming at first isn't it it is, yeah. Especially like I, I started with like you know like Square Pusher and you know FX Swing, you know those guys. Yeah. And so yeah, it was kind of a, a little over, overwhelming at first. But anyways, I I just really really got into that after a while, and you know just uh, started making music only like only electronic music. And at that time, I was. So you were primarily bored with the guitar, or you just felt like you could do more. Like a guitar wasn't enough. I I just well first of all I just think I kind of suck at the guitar you know like. <laughs> okay, but I I don't know I did, I did listen to uh, Evaporar. Uh, yeah. You know it's catchy like you can obviously compose catchiness yeah. with the guitar. Yeah yeah. I, I wrote and that song I when I was like seem- uh, sixteen or something, you know, like okay, uh, at my grandma's or something like that. So yeah, I, I, I'm. Impressed. What did What did you think of that remix Aether did? Uh, I, did it justice? You think I loved it? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish yes. I wish that was the actual song, you know, because I <laughs> shortly after <laughs> Look, it, that's that's a big compliment. To yeah, sort sort of. Yeah. So, because you know, uh, before I, I was like, uh, when, when I started getting into electronic music, I either was actually one of the guys, one of the first guys that uh, that I actually, you know, really looked up to, you know. And uh, it's weird to say that, but uh, I, I suppose because he's, you know, he's he hasn't even put a lot of music out, and you know, he has been like he, he has been putting music out through small yeah. labels and all that. But you know, for some reason, it just yeah. he was one of the first guys that I really got yeah. into his music so but what it, i'm sure you could agree that if you ended up putting out was his album makeshift sanctuary sanctuary mm-hmm. that was his initial ep or album you could call it i feel like if i were to put out that album i'd be happy for like the rest of my life because i've listened to absolutely i've listened to, i don't know how many times yeah me too yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's it's crazy you know like the how few people actually know you know his music yeah, it's a shame, really. And, you know, for some reason, like, uh, as I said, like, you know, uh, things that happen, those internet coincidence, he was, he just happened to be one of the first guys that I really, I mean, I was listening to either before I was listening to Fly Lotus or Preview 73, you know, so just, it was just something that happened. Those guys blew up. Those guys blew up. Uh, Aether, surprisingly enough, just relatively underground, and I, I'm sure he resides in 
the Texas area. Yeah, he's actually living in Boston uh, right now, I think. Boston, yeah. okay. Uh, well, so it was just this coincidence of, hey, I want to remix this. No, actually, uh, uh, this EP of mine was actually out on Exponential, uh, Ernest Gonzalez, Ernest Gonzalez label, and which is the the same label which um, either put his his LP on. So yeah, yeah uh, so it, it happened uh, through Ernest. You know, like I, I I mentioned to him that I was this big you know Aether fan, and uh, he just hit him up you know and asked him to do the the remix, and I, you know I just it was just amazing. I just loved it. You geeked out. You geeked out. Sorry. I would you geeked out yeah, I'm yeah. assuming absolutely and uh, does Mexicans with guns still exist is that a thing I don't know if you're aware yeah, of this yeah. um, it's still a thing I just wasn't sure because I know he goes by uh, Ernest Gonzalez yeah I just didn't yeah, know I mean, if that's, that's, Mexicans that's with his guns real name and most of his music has been out you know uh, uh, by his his real name Ernest Gonzalez but uh, I think, I mean, I think Mexicans with guns is still like, is, is still a thing. I think he's, he's, he's probably like working on on his next album, Mexicans with Guns album. I, I know he took a break, you know, and he put out another Ernest Gonzalez album. On the Friends of- yeah, well, you know, why not? Yeah, I, but I mean, it's The world just, could use more Mexicans with yeah, guns. Yeah, and... Hace un momento la balacera se generó en este lugar, en este sector de Reynosa, donde se oyeron eh, armamento de alto calibre y también en esta frontera de Reynosa. El enfrentamiento entre fuerzas federales y lo que viene siendo prácticamente alguna célula de... de... Greetings, lovebirds. Feel free to check out my music. I have this new track that is out. It is on my Bandcamp, which is on euphoria.bandcamp.com. And now back to the show. So where we left off, uh, you, you, you don't really know where you want to take it. Um, and when I say it, I mean buses, but you, you do have, you do have a, uh, uh, we'll call it an EP out on your on your Bandcamp, and did did you just release? And it goes by the name of Limbo. I believe that's your latest yeah. release. Um, yeah, it is. I d- did you just decide to put it out because I, I just want people to listen to it? Um, I just I just want to put it out there, and that was like the most immediate way of doing so. And th- you mean put it put it in a Bandcamp? You mean? Yeah, or just the fact that it's free and that anyone can just easily get online and just download it. Um, mm-hmm. You decided to not go through uh, the label you're currently in. Uh, ex- ex- mm-hmm. What is he? Exponential, I think. Exponential, it's- yeah. Okay. Um, what made you decide to uh, do that or take that approach? Uh, actually, I, I just uh, uh, I just ended up putting it up on, on Bandcamp, you know, and and for free because. Uh, no label wanted it, basically. And really? I, I still like, what? yeah, what? I how, mean. How? Like, is it just, you didn't get a response? You emailed? No one, <laughs> no one cared? Well, I mean, I just, uh, uh, I, I, I sent out a lot of demos with those tracks, you know? Like, not, uh, not all of them, but the ones I, you know, consider the best ones. Like the one with, uh, with Bibble, with the, the vocals, for example. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it was just like, 
you know, just shooting in the dark, basically, you know, just uh, hitting people up that I never even, that I, I didn't even know, you know, on emails and stuff, and, you know, uh, SoundCloud, Dropboxes. And, yeah, I mean, ex- uh, as far as Exponential, it's kind of like, I-, I think my EP was like the, uh, pretty much the the last release there. So I just think they're kind of taking a, a break, you know, or it's just kind of focusing on other projects right now. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I looked for a, a label definitely, but, uh, at, at one point I just got tired of, you know, all the demo sending, you know, it was just... Pouring yourself out. Yeah, it just, it just gets, uh, discouraging after a while, you know? It's, uh, it's weird though, because you're, and this isn't to suck your dick or anything, but your music is <laughs> something that you could easily find on you know ninja tune or warp and those are the first two that just come to mind when yeah thanks that's that's a real compliment so to think that wow uh your music couldn't even be and a lot of it is i don't know like what do you have to do i i I know a lot of it and this goes Mm -hmm. back to what we were talking about uh Mm -hmm. earlier uh you it's just performance like i don't know it shouldn't be this way but it is um Mm -hmm. it's just the best way to get recognized is not just through your production alone but Mm -hmm. can you grab the attention of you know 100 plus people in a single room and make them appreciate the music that you're trying to put out there like it, it always goes back to performance and that's kind of the route yeah. we've, or the music industry has taken, especially in the, mm-hmm. you know, electronic scene. Um, yeah. you're thinking to yourself, why, why haven't I gotten the, or the response that I deserve? And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you feel that, you know, like, well, oh, at, I at need first, credit, but. Nah, yeah, I mean, at first, I, I, maybe I kinda did, but, uh, it's just, it has a lot to do, like, uh, for me personally, with the fact that I just decided, you know, and it was kinda like a sudden thing, I just decided that I just wanted to make music, you know, like, they were, they were, uh, answering to like your first question, which I, I, I don't think I, I got to actually answer it, but, uh, uh, I just chose to, to make music because, not because like, uh, it was just like, uh, for any, like, I'm good at this, you know, like, so, or, or anything like related to talent or whatever. It was just, I just didn't, I didn't have anything else that I'd rather do, you know. It was just, that's basically it, really. And, I don't know why there isn't like anything else that I rather do other than music, you know, that, that I rather spend time with, uh, you know, like focus my efforts on. But anyways, uh, when you do that, you're under, uh, on most cases, you're under a lot of pressure, you know, like, yeah, I mean, to, to really make it work, you know, uh, in like sometimes in, you know, pure like financial terms, you know, you gotta, you know, like music, making music is good, but so is hitting, you know, so, uh, you, you just have, you just kind of like have that, that pressure on you to really make it work, you know? And, but yeah, I mean, at first I was, it's disappointing, you know, because at first you just, 
I, I guess most people don't don't handle taking notes very well. But uh, after a while, I just, you know, like, I think I'm at this point where I can, you know, like, be constructive about it, you know, like, um, I, if, if I get a no on anything, you know, like, it's not, not only as far as, you know, uh, labels and, and, that, and that kind of stuff, but, you know, any sort of, like, negative response, yeah. I just, I, you know, the first reaction is not like, oh, my God, I suck anymore, or, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, like, these people are stupid they just don't get it you know it's kind of like i try to you know balance uh, stuff out you know like and see if yeah if there there's anything that i could improve you know to like uh, uh make you know uh, send the, put the message through a little better or if it's just like something that you know the occasional know that you just have to ignore and keep doing what you're doing you know it's this it's this weird thing also um you get two different voices. You get it's like the angel and the devil on your shoulder. The angel, yeah. the angel being the the random. Uh, why aren't you famous? Why aren't you know? Could be me for example. Yeah. Why aren't you playing more shows? I look up to your music. You, uh, you create this amazing mood for me to experience. Uh, your music. It's amazing, just simple as that. And then you get the double on your shoulder, which is, uh, and the double on your shoulder includes yourself as well. The mm-hmm. why are you doing this? This isn't, this isn't practical. Yeah. This isn't the. You should mm-hmm. be doing what the majority of the population is working towards, and that's to lead to live a mm-hmm. normal life, kind of like what you've said mm-hmm. earlier. I want you want to, you know. You wouldn't mind owning a restaurant and reading books, mm-hmm. just having that peace and quiet that most people desire. Mm-hmm. And you'll die a happy man because most likely you'll have your wife and kids. Um, mm-hmm. And you would have built this family around you and people look up to you and that's you live your life and you die and life goes on. But uh, you also have this angel on your – and I'm not saying that aspect is bad or, or good necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it is you find to be most appealing – it just happens yeah. out of practicality and how society works. Yeah. Uh, it just mm-hmm. happens to be the best. It just makes, it makes most, the most logical sense, uh, mm-hmm. to take that route. But the angel on your shoulder could be the one telling you, follow, you know, yeah. it, it, society too fucks you up so much by saying, yeah, you know, man, follow absolutely. your dreams, follow your dreams. Yeah. You won't be happy unless you, do what you mm. love doing. Don't just work a job you're content with. Work, mm. work something that you love because there are two people mm. in this world, those that love what they're doing and those that work to get mm. money. And that there's just like mm. this confusing thing. So you don't know mm-hmm. whether to be like, okay, follow my yeah. dreams or just chill the fuck out for a second and – let me just yeah but i mean that's that's true you know that's what you should do but the, the problem is that uh it's i mean society in, in general is doing that but on the other side it's just pushing you in the opposite direction you know like it's just it's just empty speech you know the this this follow your dreams kind of thing like you know that people tell you to do yeah and it doesn't help with all these like 
uh, Disney, I don't know how it is in Brazil, but here in the States, it's just like this Disney channel, a lot of the, or Nickelodeon, a lot of this is just uh, a bunch uh, of kids with their bands. It's Disney. Uh, you know, it doesn't mm. really help out the kids, you know, um, but you know, <laughs> not, I, I, not by a lot of yeah. You know, I'm not the ones running the uh, the network, but if that's what it is, and that's what it is. But um, I, I guess the reason I bring that up is because um, I, I do feel like you can kind of relate to that. And not yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I mean, it's just uh, it's just something that I, I mean, you just for me at least, for me personally, uh, I don't know if you, you know that you. Every, I, I'll tell you that everybody should do the, the same thing. But for me, uh, I just, I just have to like, I just realize that I have to like ignore that, you know, like, oh, there's this, this, this real, this possibility that, you know, this, this devil in, in the head that you, that you mentioned saying that, you know, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be, you know, uh, getting a job, you know, like for, you know, have some kind of security because, you know, that's, that's just crazy, you know, that's not Do you think that just work. comes with age though? Cause I'm trying to look it in the perspective, just age. Do you think that that comes with the package of being in your early twenties is to just kind of take the route you feel like would be most anti whatever? Uh, I think so. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's just, weird. yeah. It, it's this weird thing to kind of think about because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you look at older individuals. I don't know. It could be your parents, whatever. They're much more mm-hmm. mellow than you are. I, I would assume, uh, much more yeah. mellow. And being in your early twenties is going to yield. It, it, a lot of it is, you know, let's just drink, mm-hmm. let's just get fucked up, let's do drugs. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like in your early twenties, you kind of hopefully uh for the most part people have kind of grown out of the the drug aspect and more yeah. into hopefully the, yeah uh hopefully and more into the all right i've done my fun i've had my fun uh time to just have more fun but make mm-hmm. it a productive fun i feel like that's kind yeah. of what it is and uh obviously in this case it's making music like this is this is your yeah. way of enjoying life and mm-hmm. expressing yourself so yeah. why not try my what i would consider to be my giving my all into yeah. achieving those goals and a lot of it does deal with uh people will look up to me because we do think about that a lot we do think of like people will look up to me if i achieve a certain goal or if i achieve a certain status in life um, mm-hmm. and especially as a musician or producer or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're just getting a lot of how, why just no, just, just do something else. Uh, th- there's yeah. no sense of like, uh, for the most part, there's no sense of, Oh, keep it up, man. If you, if you keep trying, you'll get there. Uh, I would assume yeah. that's not the case, but it's more along the lines. You of mean coming from the outside or, you know, it's, it's just yourself. Oh, I was getting to that. Like from yourself, you're also telling yourself, uh, it's right now, this is getting back to the age. At this point in life, I want to do what I want to do. Fuck everything else. Um, Mm -hmm. and you are a direct result of that, which is, uh, process is, is, it's you. It's, 
It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a way of saying, this is what I want to do. Fuck everything else. It, you've said it before though, but it may change. Like it may not be a thing, but right now I'm not even thinking about that. Right now I'm just thinking about making the best music I can because I'm at that. I'm hungry. Like yeah. I want, I'm starving. I don't have any money. I yeah, want exactly, to make a yeah. living. I want to succeed in the sense of like it, people view success on a different mm-hmm. levels. People view it as money. People view it uh, mm-hmm. on terms of power um, yeah. or just self-fulfillment. Uh, for music, yeah. it's uh, – I feel like I feel like the self-fulfillment part is mm-hmm. made when you put out a track that you've worked so hard at and um, you, you feel fulfilled. Once you hear that track and you'll be like, wow, I made this. This is, uh, this yeah. is awesome. I cannot wait for other people to hear it. That's the self-fulfillment part. But the part that yeah. you also want to achieve and that will most likely be on your mind the more you get older is how others will view you um, or yeah. your status. Like not only it's just I, I, I feel good about myself at times, but I also want – that's not enough because that's you're not going to get anywhere in life. Uh, that's just mm-hmm. a sign of arrogance essentially. But uh, you do want to – make others see what you want them to see and of course i mean i I think that's just a natural thing you know and this you know something within our nature you know like this uh this worrying about you know the perception you know of you uh from other people uh and you know people who have got to the point where they just don't really care about it. You have just, you know, kind of suppressed it, you know, like, but it's, it's there, you know, like even the ones who have, you know, sort of suppressed it, have, have it like back in their heads, uh, that kind of like preoccupation. But, you know, you just have to like learn to not let that drive you crazy basically, because that's how people, you know, don't really get anywhere where they just, they just let those, kind of like mundane pre- preoccupations kind of like take over. It just sucks to just constantly be thinking about this stuff because I feel like I drive myself crazy with this all like mm-hmm. every day, all day from the minute I wake up. I'm, I'm at that point in life where uh, I don't want to be like everybody else, but made that mm-hmm. I, I, there's like this overbearing uh emotion telling me that well you're thinking this now but you're not going to have this thought um, Mm -hmm. 10 years from now and I try not to let it get to me uh, but Mm -hmm. it's probably like a sense of just it's just awareness. That's all it is. Like all getting older is. Yeah, yeah. That's awareness. that's actually what that's actually what what I was gonna say is that I, I try to you know this age thing that you mentioned. I try to be like uh, really self aware about that. You know as well. Uh, you know like am I is this real? You know am I do I really think this or is just sort of like an age thing? You know like am I gonna be thinking the same thing ten or you know fifteen years from now? But, you know, as far as, like, uh, doing whatever the fuck you want and not caring about what other people say, I, I mean, what 
But uh, one of the one of the things that make me worry less about this is just that I know so many people like well into their thirties or whatever that I are not even close to famous and just get to do whatever they they like, you know, as far as art or music or you know yeah. whatever. But you're not and you're not so, going yeah. for fame though, right? You, I don't feel like that's nah, really. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're, you're no, going no, it, for it, the. I want to make you obviously want to make a, a decent living doing what you love because I feel like you're you're not I don't see you as a materials person I see you more of just an experience like you, you right. like what you value in life is the experience not so much what you own I could be yeah off I on just that. I just want to get to a point where I just don't have to to worry about this stuff you know I, I don't know if that if that equals being rich or whatever I, I don't think it is but then you uh, yeah and then you hear those famous. suicides like rich man suicide type deals which it, it, we uh for those that aren't as rich um like that one movie director um uh, tony scott uh suicide mm. uh uh depression mm. he was rich he was a movie director directed many great films but I don't know, off himself. And that just idea just seems foreign to us because we're just like, well, we're, we're striving to get the status those individuals have. But I guess the way I'm trying to, trying to look into the, those shoes is, well, I've, I've done it. I've, I'm happy. But that Mm -hmm. happiness goes away and you're, now that, because your mind will go all over the place if you've like felt this sense of just, You've accomplished mm-hmm. all your goals. Uh, now what? And I feel like that's yeah, kind of the yeah, downfall. Sure. And this is obviously getting much more into it than one should, uh, which is, you know, I, I do wish these things didn't occupy my mind on a regular basis, but it does. Yeah. And that's why I am the way I am. But, um, yeah. It's, yeah, but I, I have to say though that that idea, like, it's not to be honest, it's not foreign to me, really. I mean, I'm not suicidal or anything, but uh, it's just that uh, as far as like the the fear of of uh, failure leading to to that kind of stuff, you know, or actual failure, you know, leading to to you know the depression and you know misery or whatever. I mean. So does life, you know, life leads to all that, you know, depression, misery, and eventually death. So, uh, you, you know, you might as well, you know, uh, get to that by doing whatever you feel like you should be doing, you know, because in the end, we're all fucked. Uh, that is one way to look at it. Uh, and, well, I mean, all right, thinking, in the end, we're all fucked. Yeah, uh, I'm, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, but I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, we're all fucked in the sense that uh, we we are gonna die, you know. And of course, it's open for discussion where that is actually, you know. A, so you're saying you're saying we're all fucked is coming from someone that doesn't. We're no, nah, I'm saying we're all fucked in the sense that. Uh, it, we're all like it, it's gonna end for everybody you know and like even if you if you like do whatever you want and that leads to like you being dead or destitute by you know the age of 25 or 30 or, or whatever I mean in the end like does it even matter so much that like you 
you know, died young, you know, uh, and, you know, in poverty or whatever, because, uh, the people who spend like 80, 80 years doing what something, you know, in a job that they hate, you know, and just settle down, you know, and live the most, the, the most boring, uh, lives ever. I mean, what would you rather do? You know, would you rather have those, uh, 40 extra miserable years, you know, or would you rather, you know, face the, uh, very possible, uh, you know, uh, chance of failure, you know? Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, yeah, not, I don't know if I'm being clear about it. I'm just kind of, you know, yeah, no, uh, there, there's, there's definitely some clarity there. Uh, mm. but you know, the old saying, we're going to die and be used as fertilizer. That's probably going to end up being the case. And that's not a pessimistic way to look about, look at things. Um, obviously that's sarcasm coming from my mouth, but, um, mm. you, you uh you obviously think about these things and it shows through your music um uh you know i mean the title of your free release i spoke to you about earlier is called limbo yeah. so you know it's kind of along those lines um but where 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 can uh you obviously have your your band camp and you have your soundcloud where where else can people find your music before you wrap things up. Uh, okay, uh, well, SoundCloud and Bandcamp are, you know, the, the best bets. And I have uh, an EP coming up in May, which is going to be announced pretty soon. Uh, it's actually like pretty much a mini LP. Uh, yeah, just a, a few tracks that I made mostly with Biblo, uh, that vocalist that was in one of the tracks in my, my last EP while, while we, we were both, both in Berlin last year. And yeah, I mean, I'm really, really proud of those tracks and I can't wait to, to get them out. And so yeah, it should be out in May and I usually update on news and, you know, uh, whatever's coming up on Facebook. Uh, just, you know, I don't, I don't get, I don't have the exact link right now, but you just have to look, look it up, pauses, and leave it there. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Alright.